Hi, welcome to Damsels in Divorce. I'm Lauren. And I'm Megan. We've been friends for over 20 years. And I'm divorced. And I'm going through a divorce. And we're here to talk about it all. So buckle up. This is producer Randy Banfield. We're going to start episode four by playing you a little clip from episode three. You had another level of your first Christmas alone. We get, or not alone, but you know, with right. the passing of your dad, it's just, I can't even fathom. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? Well, we're, <laughs> we're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, um, it's 2024. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's been a minute since yes. we've been together, yes. since we recorded our last episode. Mm-hmm. But we're here. It's yes. mid-January. Yes. Um, and so we wanted to share some updates uh, before we get into our topic today, which is a reset for us, and I think what most people do in January, which is starting over. Right. And it's a good... Thing. You know, like I used to kind of um, be like, ugh, you know, it's so cliche, like New Year's resolutions. But I'm so glad we have that point of the year because you need sometimes a reset. And um, whether it sticks throughout the year or not, just some time to evaluate what you've been doing and think about what you need to change or add to your life um, is important. So I think it's a good topic for us today, mm-hmm. starting over. Um, a lot has happened. Uh, you know, I feel like we try to do this regularly, mm-hmm. and I have needed a moment, as you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like I have to share, because it's a very important thing um, in my life that's forever changed me. Um, I lost my brother in November, unexpectedly. Um, to a brain aneurysm, and um, he passed away in his sleep. And it shook my world. It shook my family. It's, you know, like, what are the chances that we're both, you know, lost someone um, so dear to us during, (laughs) no, I mean, yeah, um, in the midst of divorce. And, oh, my God, right? Um, I don't want to get into it too much. I feel like that could be a topic for a whole nother session. Yep. But um, what's crazy is, and I think I screenshotted them to you. Um, yes, I kept looking at them. Yeah. My, those are my last texts with him. So my last text was him. He listened to our podcast, funny enough, and had a lot to say, but so positive and loved it. And he's like, I'm not going through divorce. In fact, he was in a amazing, amazing marriage. Um, but he was so proud of me and he loved listening to us. He loved hearing us together. And the last thing he said was he can't wait to listen to the next episode. So here we are. Yeah. <laughs> Much better than I did. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to touch on that because that's going to feed into obviously my thoughts on a new year, but, um, I couldn't not share that because it was, it's life changing. Yeah. Okay. Deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> I cried more than you did, uh, but um, I'm sure you've, I know you have spilled way more tears uh-huh, than uh-huh. you probably thought capable. Uh-huh. Um, so thank you for sharing, because that's not an easy thing to talk about. Um, no, yeah. But sometimes it's good, I think, yeah. to be able to share um, 
And I'm honored that he listened to our podcast. I know. And he's so supportive of it. And his opinion matters because he'd tell me if it sucked. Which I love. <laughs> we all need those people in our lives. Yes. Um, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we're starting um, this week on our topic because we got a letter. I know. It's very exciting. Yes. Um, you can send us emails uh, or letters. I, well, I don't have an address. <laughs> So well, you do, but... I do, but I'm not going to share that? it. Um, but you can send us emails. Yes. And you can email us at info at damselsindivorce.net. Um, I have damsels in distress, but we are not in distress. I mean, um, a little. Sometimes we are. <laughs> damselsindivorce.net. Don't get info it twisted. Yeah. at damselsindivorce.net. If you have thoughts, if you have questions, you want to, you know, touch on a certain topic that you want us to talk about. Um, we are going to have guests on, but, you know, we wanted to start this year fresh. And that's the theme. And Nancy really helped us get that underway. Yeah. Um, do you want to read it or do you want me to? Go for it. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Dear Megan and Lauren, I've enjoyed listening to the first few episodes and feel like a lot of the things you've gone through I've experienced in one way or another, too. Hey. She didn't say yay. I said yay. <laughs> I got divorced last year and entered the new year watching everyone share their New Year's goals and aspirations. Um, and honestly, I just feel like I don't know where to begin. My ex is seeing someone new. You know what that's like. Mm -hmm. My kids are still adjusting. Yep. I've gone on a few dates that haven't amounted to anything, and I'm going through a sudden job change. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It seems like everything is up in the air. Starting over is hard. Can you share any stories or tips on how you managed to begin again when everything seems new? So I thought that was, it's Nancy. Yeah. Uh, A.K.A. starting over in New Hampshire. So mm -hmm. thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing. But I feel like this is a great, I mean, it sort of touches on all things that we're going through. Right. Um, and so thank you for giving us a jump start to our topic. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I started with some research. Oh, good. Yep. Okay. Um, as I told you, my New Year's resolution is to do better research. <laughs> <laughs> and this doesn't count. Um, but I did, you know, look at some statistics because I was curious just to get a baseline as we start. We talk about starting over and we talk about goal setting and the pressure you have, especially you know, in the new year, but also when you're starting over, when things have changed. Right. You've gone through massive changes. Divorce is a massive change. And I still feel like I am starting over sometimes. Or I haven't, um, I mean, I think everyone feels like they're starting over, but I still look at my life as something very new. Right. And navigating new things that it constantly feels like I'm starting over. Right. So the New Year's resolution is a common practice. Did you make any this year? I did. Okay, we're going to get to that. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll get to mine too, but yeah. uh, I didn't really, so we'll okay. discuss. Yeah. Um, and so there was a, these polls are not huge polls, so that's why I said I need to do better research, because they, they only survey 1,000 people. So uh -oh. take it for what it's worth. But there was a 2022 poll that indicated that 37% of Americans say they have a goal or resolution they want to achieve. This is in 2023, with 87% saying they were very or somewhat likely to keep it through the year. So another study found... How about 87%? Said that they planned on... I'll get oh. It. Don't I worry. Like, come on. Don't worry. I get this more. <laughs> you know, we yeah. all want to be positive. Sure. Um, but this is... I found this super interesting. 
another study found that the practice of resolution setting is definitely a, something they do in the United States. Mm. Very American. Because similar polls in Sweden found just 12% to 14% of people set goals in the new year. Interesting. Yeah. I think it's super. They're probably happier over there, too. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That is what's often said. Yeah. <laughs> we should look at their divorce rates. See, I am going to get better at my research. Right. Um, so then Forbes also did a um, – I thought this was really interesting, too. So they Forbes Health did a poll in uh-huh. October of 2023 of 1,000 adults. So still a small study. Um, but it's interesting because the most common goal was fitness. Mm. But in 2022 – most people were prioritizing their mental health. I was going to guess that, that you were going to say that. Isn't that interesting? Yes, but, like, I was literally going to guess that because I think that people's mental health took an... Like, I think people had so much time during the pandemic yeah. to evaluate themselves. And and plus, I mean, that took a toll on majority of us yes. mentally. So that does not surprise me at all. Yeah, I just... Yeah, but that's cool because that should come first. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. it was followed by an advertisement for uh, better help. So it, you know, uh, but yes, I thought that was super interesting, but that's 62% of people, and I get this, feel pressure to set a New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. Did you feel more pressured this year than other years before? Interesting, no. And like when I talk about mine, I'll kind of get to that in the sense of like, I feel like I kind of always did it because that's what you do. Yes. And this year I did it because I wanted to. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like, and I listened to a podcast about goal setting, and she was very, it's like, you have, it's about your intention, and it's about why are you doing this, mm-hmm. and how are you doing this, not just do, just make some goals, you know, so, it, and I think that makes them more achievable and attainable, too, when you actually care about the reason behind it. Yeah, I know, I get that. I think I felt, it's odd, I felt less pressure or I felt less pressure in the new year to make like specific goals, especially this year. Yeah. Not because there aren't things I want to get better at or I need to do, but I don't know. I just felt like there's always new things. So it was great to have that sort of like, it's a reset and I can, you know, but like my goal was to do a yoga challenge. So I love that. Which is very small. Yeah. I'm a day behind. Well, and also too, one of my things was that she said, You shouldn't have, like, more than three. Of course, I have, like, ten on my list. Yes. And those are kind of suggestions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But really, people make these – it's a lit, a laundry list. It's not I do, though. One thing I've always done – call it my magic list. I make every New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. Um, Oprah taught me how to do it. She taught me how to do a lot. I love that. Um, But it's a list, and I write it out of things that are – as they're – like, they're happening. So, mm-hmm. like, I am traveling to a certain place. My kids are healthy. Like, just, and a lot of them are very, like, overarching or, like, general. <clears throat> Some of them are specific. And I write them down, and then I put it away. And then I always look at it the next year to see, no. like, what has happened. Because I think it just does put something in your mind. Yes. And, but instead of, like, a lot of people will put it up. Uh-huh. Um, but I sort of like the idea, like sometimes I'll pull it out and be like, oh, what did I say I wanted to do? Right. Uh, or what did I say I was doing? Um, but that's, that is something I do, but it's not necessarily like a goal, a goal. Sometimes there's goals in there, but it's not, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call it a resolution. Right. I pretend it's already happening. Yeah. 
Um, I love that. But before, we are going to tie this into divorce, but we do like to talk about, you know, just in general, um, the kind of goals that were made this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Fitness was the top priority. Uh, 38% said improved finances, which... Yeah. Um, 36% said improved mental health. 34% said weight loss. And 32% said improved diet. 20% 20% said they would keep themselves accountable, which I think is realistic. Yeah. Um, which is a drop, but this is really interesting too. 20% said they'd keep themselves accountable, which is a drop from the previous year's survey when 77% said they would wow. keep themselves accountable. So people got self-aware. <laughs> the mental health. Right. Uh, resolution really helps. Right, right. Um, and 80% feel confident and keep... In keeping the men were more confident than women, that does not surprise me. <laughs> um, and then 86% of their New Year's resolutions say it will have a positive impact beyond 2024, which I would kind of hope. Yeah, so. that's great. Um, <clears throat> the last popular resolutions were traveling more, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, meditating regularly, mm-hmm. drinking less alcohol was 3%, mm-hmm. Uh, and performing better at work was 3%. So we can see what people enjoy doing. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, it says, though, if you find yourself in the camp, and I'm quoting this article from Forbes Health, of setting lofty goals for a new year, only to find yourself falling off the wagon just months or weeks later, rest assured you're not alone. In fact, fall, failing at New Year's resolutions is so common that there's a slew of unofficial dates. This is my favorite part. Uh, commemorating such failures. <laughs> Some sources cite Ditch New Year's <coughs> Resolution Day as January 17th. So we have already passed that day. Oh, Don't know if you celebrated. That is probably when I lost some momentum. <laughs> Honestly. It's so interesting. Yeah. Others denote the second Friday in January as Quitter's Day. What is it? As Quitter's Day? Day. Sorry, I... Laughed as a Quitter's Day. Quit, quitting the good stuff. Yep. It's so funny. Um, and then the Forbes poll found that an average resolution lasts 3.74 months, very specific, and only 8% of respondents tend to stick with their goals for one month, 22% last two months, 22% last three months, and 13% last four months. Mm. And just so you know, so our listeners know, June 1st is unofficially known by many as New Year's Resolution Recommitment Day. Oh, so, we should probably celebrate that. I and mean, we can talk about it. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a check-in. Because I do think that's important. Like, you're going to set something for 12 months? Like, come on. I know. It's not going to work. So let's talk about, um, I guess we'll talk about first, like, what divorce and starting over can mean, and then we'll move to our, you know, quote-unquote resolutions. Yeah. I mean, I know for me... Um, so my divorce still isn't finalized, and we had talked about January 1, like, that's yep. when we're doing it, because just for tax purposes and what have you. Um, now, we still are, we still have to do it. it we're all set up, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a clean date. So for me, I was like, okay, come January, like, new everything, like, new life, blah, blah, blah. It's what, January, <laughs> you know, like, whatever. But it, it, it'll... Um, impact this next year for me personally big time because it'll be so many changes like aside from the fact that I'm single I'm not in a relationship um you know single parenting but like my living situation my financial situation my 
everything. Like I have to step it up for myself this year more than I've ever had to in my life. Like I was very honestly like kind of codependent on on my ex and kind of just taking care of me um, financially really and, um, you know, giving me shelter and like all these things that, and we've talked about this before where I didn't really think those particular parts out before Mm -hmm. choosing to, to end the marriage. So I'm having to backtrack and, and figure those out. So, you know, you mentioned, um, in one of those, the financial aspect, and Mm -hmm. that's probably like my ultimate, and I don't know, it's a resolution. It's just an ultimate thing I have to focus on this year. So like a lot of my little things that I want to change in my life are hopefully going to improve that part of my situation. That's like my numero uno, like topic in in the focus of yeah. my life right now is my financial um, uh, future. So yeah. that's that's really, I guess, to answer that question, like, what does divorce and starting over mean for me this year? That's what it means. Well, and I think, or that's what I'm focusing on. Yeah, I think that's a huge topic, and we've talked about, and I'm interested in too having uh, an episode about finances mm-hmm. because it does get so hard to sort of get out of that mindset of you were with somebody and your finances were may have been combined. Everybody does it differently. But then all of a sudden to be on your own, especially when kids are involved and know that you have to depend on just you when before it was, you know, more than one person, I, I definitely, I still feel that. I yeah. still feel like, you know, I have, I have so much more responsibility. I wonder if that's something that, you know, should be something people focus on when they're married, too. Well, yeah. And I thought about that. Have you thought about that? Well, I was about to say, like, the interesting part of it is, like, I love figuring this out on my own. I mean, I'll love it when it provides more money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I would have never put myself out there as much Mm -hmm. in my marriage because, again, I was comfortable. I was working. Yeah. And I was bringing in money. But now I'd have no choice and I'm getting really creative, like with different outlets and different ways to make money, but still not like spreading myself too thin. And I want that for myself. Like I want to have financial independence. Mm -hmm. I want to take care of my kids. I want to have enough where I can travel and do the things I want to do without depending on anyone. So it's empowering, you know? I feel like I feel that more so that you have that want for financial independence and even being in a relationship now, still wanting to know that, like, I'm okay, just me. Yes. Um, and my kids. Like, we're going to be okay no matter what and has nothing to do with the support of the other person. Right. But more to do with my feeling of, like, I felt very, like, like everything was gone. Yeah. And I was starting from scratch. And I don't want to feel like that again. Right. Um, and so, I'm glad to hear you say that, too. Yes. And so many... People that have gone through divorce would tell me that. They're like, it's, you literally start over yeah. financially. Like, it's like, and, and, and people that were making more money, you know, same with them. Oh, yeah. Because they're giving you, most of the time, half their stuff. And, mm-hmm. like, it's it's just dicey for everyone. And I I like to hear that that's common and you can get oh, yes. through it. Absolutely. I mean, it, I, even just figuring out, like, you know, investing and having a 401k where 
to begin with, we were focused on someone else's and Mm -hmm. realizing that I needed to take care of mine too. And, you know, divorce, I don't know if everyone knows this, but it's expensive. And I think recovering from that and feeling like you can recover from that and still continue to build you know, not even necessarily to be wealthy, but just to feel like you can stand on your own two oh, feet. Oh, wait. That's the thing. I'm like, I just want to be comfortable, you know? Yeah. I mean, even like for me, I'm self-employed. Um, you know, I had to get my own health insurance. Yeah. It's just, just things you don't factor in, or I didn't. I mean, I knew, but like, I wasn't focused on that when I was making the decision. And it's something that people need to be aware of. Mm-hmm. Because it can really take you down. Absolutely. Yeah. But I do think there's something healthy about being having that awareness now. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I have a different kind of awareness about it than I had even in my 20s. You know, I think oh, yeah. you go through that cycle of you go to – you graduate high school, you either get a job or you go to college, and then it's like then you're supposed to get married, and then you have children, and there's never a – part in there and some people do do it but not a lot of people think about well how would I be if it was on my own on my own yeah I know and I feel like it should be like a training session you need to have like six months on your own (laughs) no throw me in a woods right right, please please don't because I wouldn't do well Um, (laughs) no I need like warmth blankets (laughs) coffee Um, yeah so uh, these are a lot of changes, right? And right. you are going through so many. We both have gone through like major life changes. Yeah. Um, how do you approach that? Well, I didn't do it very, um, I don't think, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I was very unhealthy about my approach. Mm-hmm. But I want to be honest about that because um, it was really in the past couple of weeks where I finally was like, okay, this is not working. Yeah. Like this is not, and I'll be just very candid. Um, I, I, uh, between the divorce that took me down, um, mentally, I was drinking more than I should have probably, you know, I was taking mental health days, AKA not doing anything, yeah. just sitting around feeling sorry for myself. Then yeah. to lose a loved one, amped that way up. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm, like, making excuses for myself almost. Like, oh, because so many people, too, that have been through a loss of a loved one, like, will tell you, like, you know, if all you do today is brush your teeth, you're winning. I took that real seriously. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. Yes. It is true. And I had to have those moments for sure. But it was getting too much, right? And I'm like, okay, get yourself up. Make the best of your life because if anything, the loss teaches you about life, right? Absolutely. And I've got to be a mom. If anything, be good for my kids, but be good for me too. Yeah. So um, I just – and this actually goes into a resolution. Funny enough, wasn't a resolution of mine. Okay. So there's, you know, people, oh, I'm going to do dry January. Yes. Or I'm going to not drink as much or whatever. And one of the – the gold setting podcast I had listened to, she mentions how she wanted to cut back just to see what it would do to her. Yeah. She's like, I've done dry January in the past just because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. She's like, but this time I really want to see what it'll do for my clarity. So she's like, I'm doing 75 days. Okay. And I did not have a goal to quit drinking alcohol, but it was like two weeks ago and I was just like, I don't want it for... Until I want it again. Right. 
And it sounds so silly, but I went eight days <laughs> without having a drink. I know, but, it, you know, to me, I had drank pretty much every day since my brother died. Yeah. And it's not, you know, a glass of wine sometimes or a bottle. But I received so much clarity in that week and, like, so much um, self-reflection on myself. And what was cool about it is, like, it wasn't a goal. It was just every day. It was like, you want to drink or you don't want to drink? You know, like, and I didn't. And I didn't need it. I didn't care about it. And I don't feel like I, I'm a, one of those that does need it. Or I never, like, right. turned to it because, oh, I had a rough day. Right. I just like to taste some wine. Right. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I guess my whole point of that is I approach change maybe in an unhealthy way. And I think that's okay sometimes, you know, like, I, especially with grief. And divorce is, brings grief and a lo- loss of a loved one brings grief. But I had that phase of, like, feel sorry for myself, mm-hmm. be whatever. It's almost like your body's in shock. Yes. And then it, now I'm approaching it in a different light. Like, okay, make the best of my life. Because right. the that one grief was kind of my decision. The other one I have no control over. So, like, let's try to control what we can in a healthy way. Yeah. But... Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, recovering from – it's hard when everything feels chaotic. And I mm-hmm. think that's really, you know, I, again, I don't – I didn't – you didn't go through it. I didn't go through divorce without other things being involved. I don't think anybody does. Life happens to everybody. Yeah. And it happens in different ways. But I think there was a certain amount of chaos that, like, it's so hard, especially when I like to control things. I, I yeah. know that about myself. Should look at my calendar. Um, <laughs> but like it, not having that, I think it teaches you something too. Because I, like you, you know, I had certain things that distracted me and I knew they were distractions. Yeah. And I knew that like they just were helping. Um, but I sort of had to learn how to stop. Yes. Which is a weird, yeah, a weird thing. Like I needed to be okay, you know, on your own. Yeah. Yeah, like I had people I was relying on. I had distractions is the right way to put it, right? And I like I had to block it all out for a week and just be like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Internally. And I I think that's important to take the time and it's hard. And it you go through some emotions. Absolutely. Or at least I did. Like, oh yeah. Oh, There's gosh. a lot of feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of feelings. Lots of feelings. Grief is not linear. No. Um, and I, you know, still deal with the fact that, you know, one day I might feel angry and one day I might feel sad. And I think it's that way with relationships ending. It's There's so much in common with you losing people. And then, I mean, it's a death of relationship, too. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah. But it's also very much that process of, like, well, this is a new, it's a new normal. Yeah. Um, and I like that you approached it with, like, that sort of day-by-day yeah. Because that, you know, leads into next scene, the one thing at a time. It's like, I think you learn, because you have to, right. that you cannot change everything at once. No. Like, it's, it's too overwhelming. Yeah. You make this huge decision, and then so much changes. And I think people, especially type A people, um, I would assume, being myself, <laughs> want everything to be, like, I like to fix things. Yeah. And I think for me, starting over was really learning that I couldn't necessarily fix everything. Right. 
You lose so, you lose some control. Oh yes, a lot of control. A lot of it. Yeah, it's not fun. But yeah. I do think it's good to learn how to live your life as best you can without having. That's probably healthier. Yeah, I mean, in a lot right <laughs> a lot because of ways. in life you can't control everything, right? Yeah. So. so um, the other thing that sort of leads into this is so you're starting over. You have all these new things. I love the, you know, one day, one thing at a time approach, the one day at a time. But then you have all these other people. And <laughs> and they all have opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of makes the starting over piece, it sort of like throws a wrench oh my gosh. into that. It's like the hardest part for me. Yeah. Because I, I don't know about you, but like. People affect me greatly. Like, Absolutely. I'm constantly overthinking, like, oh, is that person mad at me? And, da, 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 and I, like, read into things way Absolutely. too much. <laughs> Texts are not good. No. For those they're things. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, and I told you about this regarding, like, judgment, it, even in regards to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's been, like, filtering into people's feeds, and which is great. Like, but I... And no one said anything to me about it, but this is me overthinking things, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, are people judging me because I'm doing a podcast about divorce, like, the second I'm divorced? You know, not really, but kind of. And what do I know? And and, and am I getting divorced just so I can make a make profit off of it? No, that definitely you, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, like, worried that people, oh, it's cool to get divorced and do... No, like I, and I came to you about this because I, the whole point, and we talked about this episode one, was I didn't feel like when I was going through it, I could listen to somebody going through it at the time. Yeah. It's a lot of people that are after the fact and then all these things. So I just want to make that clear. I'm not like getting enjoyment from divorce, you know, but it's therapeutic. I mean, especially you being one of my best friends and unfortunately we're in a very similar situation and double grief now, but I think I want to make that clear because there's already enough judgment right. on me as it is. And enough judgment about divorce. Yeah. I think that's the other thing that we yeah. sort of wanted to talk about because it's not something that's talked about. And I think it's so hard to understand when you're not going through it or when you maybe, um, but it's not just for divorced people, I think. No. And, you know, of course, someone who is happily married may not be like, oh, I want to listen to this divorce podcast. Sure. But I do think it's important to, to talk about um, things that people deal with with relationships. Yeah. And how relationships end and how you start over and whether you decide to start over and you're still in a marriage or you decide to look at a relationship and see what's working and what's not. I mean, plenty of people, you know, relationships have ebbs and flows. Right. Um, but I get it. I think I've, most people know I'm divorced, but I haven't like, I didn't like announce it. Right. So I'm sort of at a place where I'm excited to share this. Yeah. People, I haven't yet. So it's interesting yeah. that it's, you know, yeah. appearing on things or people will be like, oh, I listened to it. But I do have that feeling of like people are going to look at it and maybe roll their eyes. But it's not, it's just about talking about how someone goes through a human exactly. experience. Exactly. And making it tangible. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, gosh, people ask them like, I want to be like, just listen to my podcast. <laughs> I don't have time for this. No, no, no. But, you know, I, I think there's ju- there's so much judgment around it. And, you know, I'll have friends that are struggling as well in their marriage. And stuff. Well, I, well, I'm choosing to make it work right. for my family. 
But I read into that. Yeah, oh, no, so you I think know. I'm not, or I didn't. You know, I did what I could, and, and here's where we are. Right. And every decision and every relationship is different for every person. Absolutely. Nothing is black and white. That's really what I think divorce really showed me. It's just, it's not black and white. Everyone handles things differently. There's always something, something that may seem like an easy decision. There's always factors that go into it. And I think you can be really happy with the decision. I feel like I made the right decision for myself. Right. Does it mean it wasn't hard? Absolutely not. Right. Or I don't have days where, you know, I am like, what did I what did I do? Mm-hmm. Um, not in regards to my decision to end the marriage, but like in regards to all of the new things in front right. of me. Right. So I think it's important to talk about that. It is. And it's funny you say that because um, I, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm starting over, you know, all this stuff. I've never regretted my decision though. And I think that's very telling. Yeah. Like even though I'm struggling to figure this new life out, it doesn't make me want to go back to my old life to make it easy. Which is amazing. I mean, I think it speaks to your strength. I think I feel capable of, I know I'm not a superhero, but I do feel capable of doing things on my own. Yeah. And it wasn't that I didn't feel that before, but it took like losing so many different things to sort of be like, okay, well now I have to pick myself back up. Like nobody... Is, yeah. And I really learned that, and I know you know we're not talking in depth about that, but I think I really learned that when I lost my dad, mm. because all of a sudden, my person was your there. backup wasn't there. I mean, yeah, they were in like the capacity they needed to be for my children, right? But like it, it was very much of a like, you want to know how you feel alone? <laughs> like it just, it really. No, I I can see that because like. My brother is different. Like, it's not like he's someone who took care of me my whole life, right? No, I know. But no, but, still... but he's, you know, like, he's the only one that knew my life. Right. From the moment he was born. And he was my only sibling. And I'll never have somebody to talk, to handle my parents when they get older in age and all this stuff. Like, I'm on my own now in that regard. So I can't imagine losing a parent because they're your lifeline. It just very much felt like um, I had a friend's mom who sent me a card and said, you know, it felt like someone opened the filing cabinet and just threw everything everywhere. Mm. And it still feels like that a little bit. Like, And I think, you know, not even as extreme, you know, starting over again in uh, not in a relationship that you where you were married and you had kids very much feels like, oh, all these things I expected – all these things that were going in the way that, you know, the world says they should go are suddenly over. Um, it, right. It's very disconcerting. Yeah. And then on top of it, you you know, if you care about opinions, which I do, <laughs> um, throwing that into it and then having to think about, like, you really do have to kind of block you it do. out at some you point. Do. Or yeah. find people who also understand who you can kind of just be like, is this you know, what do you think of this? Just to have different perspective. Because I don't think yes. it comes from a bad place. No, I think some people just can't help themselves. And that's, you know, you got to watch where you put your energy when it comes to, to different personality types. Right. <laughs> so I also, you know, this is a great question. And I think um, uh, Nancy uh, touched on this a little bit, as, uh, or she didn't touch about it, but like sort of implied when she asked about stories and sort of how we manage things. Yeah. How long does it feel 
until you don't feel like you're starting over again. Mm, well, you tell me. I am. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're three years and counting for me, and I, I understand that a lot of people, it's been several, several years, but I, I don't know. Yeah. There's still a little bit of aspect of feeling, you know, that I'm still building something new. Not necessarily like from where I was, mm-hmm. um, but that there are still changes and I'm still dealing with feelings of, you know, learning how to stand on my own two feet. And I think it's important to say that that's even if you're in a relationship or not. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we're always working on ourselves, right? For yes. life. Yeah. I mean, you're never going to be like, I'm, I did it. I'm perfect. <laughs> I mean, but <laughs> that's amazing. I think that's so interesting because you're right. And yeah. we all, there's so many books about this, yeah. but we're all sort of like climbing a stair to be like, but I don't know that we ever get there. I did it. <laughs> Here <laughs> I am, world. Um, yeah, I can see it's be, it being a, a, a long road and um, it, it was a long road of marriage, right? So yeah. like it's going to be an even longer, harder road. And I don't know that I've ever own. had that year where I'm like, and here I am. Yeah. No. I mean, it sounds great. amazing. <laughs> um, so I wanted to sort of close with this because you posted this. Uh-huh. Um, we'll have to post it on our Instagram. I loved yes. it. You posted a January to-do list. Mm-hmm. And I reshare. I, it's not my can't take credit. Oh, but, no. Yeah. But, you know, we all reshare things. <laughs> um, but I loved it. And yeah. so I think we we'll, we need to post it on ours. Um, but I wanted to read it. And, you know, if you have input, you can and say what you're doing. So celebrating beginnings, I think, is – it's hard. Well, I think it's hard to celebrate beginnings all the time. Yeah. But I think you can – there's something, like you said in the beginning, nice about the idea of a reset or an idea of, like, a fresh – Clean slate. Right. Yeah. So I liked that. Mm-hmm. Uh, take time to rest. I did that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> In the past few months. Good job. Yeah. Um, you can check that off your to-do <laughs> list. I will say, though, I love that because I am a person who likes to be busy. And yeah. I don't know what to do when I don't have anything to do. Mm. I texted um, a friend over the holiday break because we went like a week where we didn't have kids here because they were with um, their parent, their respective um, yeah. co-parents. And I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I was uncomfortable. Oh, I'd be very comfortable with like, relaxing. <laughs> Andy was off doing something. I just, like, was sitting there, and I was, like, texting my friend, thinking, like, oh, maybe I'll make a plan. Or, And she's like, I love to be alone. Yeah. And I've learned how to do it better. Right. But she's like, don't you just want to like sit in your house? And I, I was like, I need a, I need a project. Uh, I, so I do think learning you can't to take sit still. It's hard, but yeah. learning how to take time to rest, and I have gotten better at it. Right. I remember in therapy once, my therapist was like, "Can you just like take a day and watch a Netflix show?" Yeah. I was like, a whole day. <laughs> See, I can do that. The problem is. <laughs> I'll do it, but I'll feel guilty about it. Like, but she said you're not supposed to. Yeah, I mean, that's you're not tough. supposed to do every day. That's tough. But, yeah. but I, I think I did learn that that like sometimes it's okay to, you know, I we went through whole two seasons, three seasons, three seasons, three seasons of Fargo. <laughs> if you want to delve Good. into my mind? Watch that show. Right. Please don't judge. There's a lot of murder, and I'm not interested in that. <laughs> but I clearly. Enjoy watching it. Um, I hide my eyes when the murders happen, but I love <laughs> I love to investigate. Yeah, give me, give me a 
uh, um, case to solve Mm -hmm. any day. Uh, Appreciate progress. I love that because I feel like I have learned that progress can be really small. Yeah. Um, And being able to see the small progress because I love to look at the bigger picture too. Right. Seek out sunshine. Have you done that this month? It's very cold out, so I'm... Yeah, but honestly, yes, because where I'm living now, it's very, it's small for my kids, so we take walks a lot. Okay. And there's a little lake, and, like, it really does, like, re- just... Ugh, walks it's, do wonderful it's, things. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, focus on optimism. Mm-hmm. We've discussed that. Yeah. Indulge in comforts. Mm. You know. Careful. <laughs> Be careful. But, but, uh, but you yes. Know. Yes. Oh, you did this. I've started taking baths. Me too. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've done it before, but like I restarted. Yeah. That's great. Oh, uh, it is. I mean, I never did it in my old house. The bathroom was, ugh. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, this is amazing. Yeah. I yeah. know it's good. Yeah. Um, explore outdoors, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Good job. Check. You, you, you're walking all yes. the time. Yeah. Well, I, it's been cold, but yes. Yes. My ears last night, I was walking. Oh, and my I, ears get so they sensitive. They hurt so much. Yes. They were like popping. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> um, find time for fun. I think I that's I try important. to do that. Yeah. yeah. I, you? I do. I mean, I feel like I went and had, I went out with a friend last night and um, just happened to see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler show. <gasps> I feel very lucky. You saw them? They were so good. They were the fox. Oh, you went, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but okay. I had a last minute invite from a friend, and I feel like I hadn't just gone out with a girlfriend in a while. Yeah. Um, for like that long period of time and then gone to a show and stuff. Yeah. And it was just, it was really nice. And their show was at six, and it was great. Yeah. I got home by like nine. That's awesome. And, and I think it, it gets, I don't know, for me, like, I'm alone and I love it, like, because I, I was so social in my neighborhood, like, mm-hmm. so, like over the top. Like, I'm oh, like, I know. I'm in, yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I'm enjoying this, like, quiet, alone time. But literally today I'm playing tennis and I reached out to a couple of people. I'm like, can we, like, go to dinner after? Like, I love that. I, I'm finally like, oh, I need, I need some people? adult yeah. socialization. Yeah. I felt like yesterday, too, just watching, like, two really strong women who have done so much for themselves was very, like... Yeah. It was a great time to see that. Yeah. And I had a week where I really feel like I needed that. Yeah. Just, you know, and it wasn't like they were, like, girl power. But, like, they, you know, in what they do, I think it's such an example. And being able to see, you know, them and then spend the afternoon with a friend... I just, it was really, it was Empowering. Really nice. Yeah. Oh, and that's when I unlocked inspiration, which is I was going to say, it sounds inspiring. Yes. And it leads us to our next one. Yeah. Um, create connections. Which I think we're good at that. We're good. <laughs> Check. Yeah. Uh, feel your feelings. That's, fun. that for me, that's what I was just kind of touching on with yeah. the last couple of weeks, because I think... Especially through the divorce process, I didn't really cry. Like, it's almost like I've had this, like, shield. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, annoyed by it. Like, what? Shouldn't I be crying? Like, shouldn't yeah. this affect me? And I, I I did not have a shield up when my brother died. And so I felt my feelings. But then I went back to yeah barrier mode. And so I think it's important to sit with those. It's uncomfortable. Said, it's very uncomfortable. But it's important. Yeah. And then release expectations, which I feel like that's awesome. We're yeah. both working on, and 
Um, I'm so happy to be back. Me and too. And see you. And me too. Um, and so for our next episode, we'd love to hear from you. Um, ask you what you'd like to talk about. It is February, so we probably will talk about dating. Maybe. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> that will be a really funny episode. <laughs> Just letting you know ahead of You're time. You're going to leave that one. <laughs> lots of great questions and if you have questions please email us so let us know we're you know sort of making our calendar for the year and our topics and starting to find guests so whether it's dating or finances or how you're going to tell your friends and family dealing with judgment write us and let us know yes info at damselsindivorce.net we are here for you and for us for us yes that's okay (laughs) i love it i love you i love you cheers cheers Episode 4, written, researched, and hosted by Lauren Tully and Megan Lyons. Directed, produced, and edited by Randy Bampfield. Music provided by BGM President, Track Brunch 2, royalty-free music. Copyright 2024 by Damsels and Divorce, a Georgia partnership. All rights reserved. <laughs>